1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. Today, we're speaking with Paul Evers. He's the co-founder and CEO of Riff. This is an energy and immunity drink, which is pretty cool. So, Paul, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for having me. And uh, also, thank you for being a champion of the planet. Really appreciate the work you're doing.
1: Well, thank you as well, because it sounds like you are too, uh, with something that I've actually never heard of before. So um, before hearing about your company, I've never heard the word cascara. So could you explain to me and everybody listening, what is cascara? Cascara.
0: I I love it. Uh, Well, don't feel like, uh, you know, you're unenlightened because uh, I think most people on the planet do not know what uh, cascara is, or as we pronounce it here in the U.S., cascara, uh, multiple ways to pronounce it. It's a Spanish term, uh, which means uh, skin or husk. But uh, just to contextualize it, just imagine if you took some of your favorite uh, like a stone fruit, like a peach, a plum, a, an apricot, and extracted the pit uh, to use that and create an incredible beverage with it, but then throw the entire fruit away. That's what's happening with Cascara. It's just that Cascara has a very, very well-known and famous pit. It's called the coffee bean. But most people don't know that coffee is actually a fruit and that it that the coffee bean is a two-headed seed encased in this incredibly nutritionally rich, naturally sweet, naturally caffeinated, uh, luscious, fruity pulp called cascara.
1: Tell me about cascara because I've never I've never heard this word before, and it's what you're using for this drink, right?
0: That's that's absolutely right. Yeah, so. Uh, And and don't feel alone in this because most people around the planet don't have any idea of what cascara is. So imagine if you took um, some of your favorite fruits, you know, stone fruits such as uh, peaches, plums, apricots, and extracted the pit uh, to create an an amazing beverage out of it, uh, all while taking the fruit and just throwing it away, throwing it to waste. That's uh, what's happening with cascara. It's just that cascara has a very famous and very popular pit, which happens to be the coffee bean. Most people don't know that coffee is actually a fruit and that the bean is actually a two-headed seed surrounded by this naturally sweet, naturally caffeinated, nutritionally rich fruity pulp called cascara. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, it's kind of mind-blowing in a way.
1: So it's basically everything that's not the coffee bean?
0: Well, there's multiple layers to what they call the coffee cherry, which is the fruit of the coffee plant. Uh, but uh, the cascara makes up by weight at the time of harvest approximately 65% of the total weight of the coffee cherry, whereby the coffee beans make up about a total of 20%. And then the the remaining 15% would be the skin, the parchment layer that separates the bean from the fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, is predominantly the weight of the coffee cherry is Cascara.
1: And so coffee is such a huge industry. You know, all you have to do is drive around anywhere and see how many coffee shops there are and see how many people drink coffee in the morning and sometimes even in the afternoon. Like it's a it's a big, big planet wide thing. Right. Um, and so is the only thing that the coffee industry uses the coffee bean, I assume. Right.
0: For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. So, you know, we're fairly new to the coffee category. My background is uh, more on creative services and brand building, brand strategy. Did a lot of work in the the beverage space, craft beverage. Uh, Did a lot of work in craft beer. Uh, And then I actually migrated over to the operating side uh, in founding a craft brewery here in Bend, Oregon called Crocs. And then decided um I had a very strong partner and decided that what my real passion was was building things. And so I was fairly new to the coffee category. And um, you know, was checking in with some good friends and colleagues in the world of beverage to find out what the most exciting categories were. And uh, you know, the, there were two that keep kept coming up. One was uh one was uh kombucha and the other was cold brewed coffee. So we decided that the cold brew coffee space is pretty interesting and exciting. So one of the co-founders, one of the other co-founders of RIF is my son, Bobby Evers. We have five co-founders. So he and I, before we even started doing planning uh, for RIF, uh, took a trip down to Columbia to spend two weeks with coffee farmers just to learn about. Uh, what the conditions were like, what it was like to be a coffee farmer, how is coffee cultivated, harvested, and processed for export and that's what really when we were introduced to cascara, and we were really surprised when we pulled the coffee cherry off the coffee plant and tasted it uh how incredibly sweet it was, and how strong the fruit flavor notes were in cascara it's a very unusual and unique flavor profile, but it was really, you know, it had a really nice level of sweetness and a, tasted, uh, the, some of the fruit notes were like apple. Uh, and then we saw where uh, in some of these coffee farms, there was a waste pile in the back corner of the plantation where they were um, just dumping Koskara because there's no demand for it. That's the, the real root of the problem. And even then, we didn't realize uh, that there might be some kind of significant magnitude behind this issue. But as we all know, coffee is one of the largest agricultural traded commodities in the world. It, it's likely uh, second to water, the, the most consumed beverage on the planet. And coffee has also been around for about 400 years uh, when it started either in Yemen or East Africa. So from the early days of coffee, it's grown to massive popularity, as you had stated, but there's been no uh, no building of an awareness or hence then economic value for this byproduct called cascara, which we uh, we we think might be the better half of what the coffee plant has to offer. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the nutritional value, uh, for one, is amazing. So. Um, you know, we think that coffee is incredible as it is. We love cold brewed coffee. Uh, we love uh, our cold brewed coffee because we the flavors really shine through with the reduced bitterness and acidity. But what we're doing with Goscara to really utilize 100% of the agricultural value that the coffee plant offers is really, you know, our mission and dream with Riff.
1: And so there you mentioned there's a lot of health benefits uh to it, so can you let us know some of these because I do see that uh riff is an energy and immunity drink um so i'm I would like to know about the process of getting all that stuff into the drink but first of all um so what what is healthy about it for us
0: cascara well it's it's loaded with antioxidants it's got it's rich in potassium and iron. And there needs to be more clinical studies to really come to some, you know, uh, substantiated conclusions here. But there are some plenty that have been done. And many, uh, many nutritionists are comparing, well, they classify cascara as a super fruit. And uh, a lot of the claims are is that it is richer in nutrients than the acai berry. Uh, in fact, it, it kind of puts the acai berry to shame. It's, uh, we would, we might say that cascara is a super duper fruit rather than just a super fruit is, is mm-hmm. really, it's, it's one of the largest contributors to food waste on the planet because, because of the lack of uh, awareness. Now, so the, all of those nutrients, um, our, our mission is to convert 100% of the nutritional value of cascara into food and beverage products that benefit consumers. Our current extraction processes. So we're we're performing a lot of R and D, but the current uh, extraction processes aren't aren't really extracting or translating uh, all of those nutrition all that nutritionals uh, into the beverage. But that's our long term goal. So initially with RIF Energy Plus, the immunity benefit is really coming from the addition of a, of a daily dose of vitamin C uh, as an ingredient. And then there's antioxidants in other, uh, other, some of the other ingredients within the drink. But ultimately, uh, we are working on ways where we can extract and convert 100% of that nutritional value into the beverage and or uh, could be a nutritional bar that works more.
1: So you've basically gone down to Colombia and made some deals with some farmers to get their cascara when they are selling the coffee beans? Or are you also taking the coffee beans for the cold coffee?
0: Well, the that trip to Colombia is really exploratory, and so we we actually work with a partner roaster and other sources to import the coffee beans, the whole bean as well as the cascara. Cool. And uh, our cascara is organic, uh, but the process basically at source is that the cascara has to be dried at source, much like the coffee beans. In fact, it you can utilize the same process with drying beds, because once the coffee bean is extracted from the coffee cherry, it ruptures the skin. And then because it's so rich in sugars and moisture and nutritionals, it's it's a rich environment for microbials. So it has to be dried to stabilize the cascara before it's then packaged up for export.
1: Okay. So it's, it's a pretty simple way then, I guess, if you're doing it the same way as coffee, right?
0: It is simple. For, you know, for farmers, uh, it requires very little investment for them to then, um, you know, process the cascara because they're basically, they can use the same methods as they do with whole bean. Uh, or they could make a small investment in a dry, dryer drum uh, that w- would dry it more effectively and more efficiently uh, for export. But really, that hits on another issue, and that is the just the economic challenges that are facing coffee farmers and the sustainability of the industry overall. With translating or generating demand for cascara, basically we would inject um, a significant opportunity for coffee farmers to double income and double employment.
1: Nice. That's awesome. And also get rid of a whole bunch of food waste. So can we talk a little bit about, about that issue, right? Because we know that food waste is not that great for the planet, right?
0: It's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, there are so many things that are wrong about what's happening with Cascara. Uh, but so when we when we started experimenting with Cascara, which was about uh, in the year two thousand nineteen, uh, we actually launched our first Cascara beverage in twenty twenty. Energy Plus is an evolution of our first Cascara beverage. It's a significant improvement over it because what we're trying to do is. Uh, develop products, or what we are doing is we're developing products that will have mass appeal so we can generate optimal demand for Cascara. So what's happening right now, and as we were working through this process, we started to become suspicious about what we were hearing as a party line, you know, about what's happening with this incredible byproduct of the harvest called Cascara. And the party line has been, it's composted and converted into fertilizer, but we started becoming suspicious like you know the magnitude when you think about the magnitude of coffee and you think about the magnitude of the cascara that's produced we just we started wondering how on earth are these coffee farmers actually able to process all of this cascara when it's made up it's like 3x the weight of the coffee bean at the time of harvest so wow. we actually yeah. we par- we partnered up with Oregon State University, their uh, environmental sciences program. It took a lot of work, but we connected with a senior climate change scientist, Dr. Uh, Dominique Bachelet, who's there at Oregon State University, to make her aware of this issue and begin a conversation around partnering on an environmental impact study. We concluded that study in May of 2020, and it was conducted by a PhD. And basically, the conclusion was we had every right to be suspicious because uh, conservative estimates based on this study, which is based on evidence, is that an estimated in the year 2020, there would be an estimated 25 billion pounds of whole bean green coffee processed for export, which then means that there's about 100 billion pounds of cascara mm-hmm. that's produced as a byproduct. So conservatively speaking, um, some of it is, yes, composted, converted to fertilizer. Some is used for animal feed and some is actually converted to biofuel. But 70%, conservatively speaking, is literally thrown to waste. And there are three main ways in which it's thrown to waste. The first is, like I described earlier, when Bobby and I were down in Columbia visiting these coffee farms, our waste piles in the back corners of plantations. And in that instance, it uh, develops mycotoxins as it's decomposing uh, that seep into the soil, seep into the water table, and basically render that land uh, useless for future agricultural production. And we saw this firsthand. that There were trees that preexisted this waste pile that were leafless and just dead. The, the soil there had been destroyed. Another practice, and this is the predominant practice in Mexico, is to dump the cascara into waterways. And so while it's in streams and decomposing, it's depleting the water of oxygen, leading to the killing off of fish and other aquatic life. But the vast majority of it is hauled off into landfills, where it's literally, we have photos, literally piled into mountains. And as it's decomposing there, it's emitting methane gas. Equivalent to an estimated, it's an estimated 13.2 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. That's the same level of emissions emitted by 3 million automobiles in a single year.
1: Yeah, that's not a good place to put any organic waste, is it?
0: No, you know, and then, and then as I was describing earlier, it's, you know, it's incredible. It's nutritionally rich. So, That just adds, you know, insult to injury in this whole thing, is that we're taking something that could really benefit humans and just throwing it to waste and actually contributing to climate change, rising temperatures, which is the biggest threat, actually, that faces the coffee industry right now.
1: Uh, Why is that?
0: Well, leading scientists are now predicting that as much as half the the land that's currently used for, for growing coffee Will no longer be viable by the year 2050 because of rising temperatures. Coffee is grown in a very narrow temperature window, and that narrow temperature window has to be fairly stable. That's why it grows in the equatorial zone. So, uh, with rising temperatures, um, you know it's no longer viable. That's why the, the you know as much as 50 percent of the land by 2050 will no longer be viable because it's, it'll just getting too hot to grow coffee. And so farmers, the only option they have is to continue to move their farms up to higher elevations. But that's that's not plausible because it's estimated 75 to 85% of the coffee that's grown throughout the world is grown by smallholder, family-owned, independent farms. And they aren't able to make a reliable living because of historically low commodity pricing. So they're challenged, and the rising temperatures are also contributing to the proliferation of uh, plant disease, uh, leaf rust. Some coffee communities are suspicious that these piles of cascara are actually the generators of the fungus that is leading to the leaf rust disease. So it's just really, you know, the, the industry as a whole is at risk of, you know, being able to sustain itself.
1: Yeah and we don't want to burn down more rainforest right to to move you know up in latitude or something from where it's grown So yeah, I can see that being a problem. So this drink that you've made sounds like it's going to have a lot of health benefits for people, which is really great. Uh, I think it's an excellent way to reduce waste. And that thing about the soil, that's kind of alarming uh, because I have heard that there is something in coffee plants that, you know, isn't, isn't that great or something. So I wonder if it, you know, there's like a... I don't know if it's a toxin or like something from the plant is leaching out into the soil, right? Um, I think I've heard something about that before. Uh, So I can definitely see that. So tell us a little bit about the the company back in the U.S. So you say that you're doing this in Bend, which sounds like a really good place to launch something like this. I've heard Bend is like super trendy. You know, it's like West Coast. People probably care about their health a lot. Um, so that must be fun to be there in that area. Um, so tell us a little bit about the launch of the product and the packaging, that sort of thing.
0: So we love we love Bend. To your your point about Bend, we love Bend. Uh, Bend has really got an incredible entrepreneurial ethos. We're a little bit isolated in Bend because the nearest uh, major metropolitan area is about two and a half, three hours from here. So there's a certain uh, type of person that's attracted to Bend. As you mentioned, uh, very heavily uh, oriented towards outdoor recreation, everything from stand-up paddle boarding, to rock climbing, to uh, canoeing, rafting, fishing, Uh, hiking, backpacking, uh, skiing, golf, et cetera. So uh, there's a high level of orientation towards healthy living here in Bend. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm really proud of with Riff and the community is that a little coffee company in Bend, Oregon might be the one that's really, well, what we're seeking to do is to become the torchbearer, uh, the preeminent advocate for uh, Cascara and uh, really revolutionize how coffee is going about its harvesting and exporting uh, practices with injecting some demand for Cascara.
1: Yeah, that's great. I have no doubt that you will do that. And so if we want to buy these products, where can we find your brand? Are they available just in the Bend area or have you kind of went all over the U.S.? Will it be available in Canada soon?
0: Well, we're looking at Canada very closely, so I'm glad you brought that up, but that'll be several months out. Right now, the easiest way to get Rift products, uh, Energy Plus, and then we also have our cold brew line, would be to visit our website, letsrift.com. We have our own e-commerce platform on letsrift.com, so that's a good place to start. And then, you know, I think for your listeners, we could also offer a custom discount code for 25% off their first order if you want.
1: Oh, wow, that would be amazing.
0: You get to pick the discount code.
1: How about Zero Waste Countdown?
0: That might be too long. I'm not sure. So maybe we just try Zero Waste. Is that okay? Sure,
1: Yeah, Zero Waste okay. would be fantastic. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'll, okay. I'll double check before we air the episode. And then, yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to try uh, this energy and immunity drink, um, then you can go over to, it's Let's Riff, R-I-F-F, Let's riff.com.
0: Correct. Good one. So, we're uh, as far as distribution, we're distributed across nine states in the western U.S. and uh, through DSD and Broadline Distribution. So, uh, the, the place to look for us uh, in store would be your favorite natural grocery store. And if they don't have it, uh, the best thing to do is to talk to the manager and ask them to get some
1: yeah, that's always a good idea if you want a healthy product. And uh, I also saw on the website that you have a one dollar for one tree program. Uh, can you speak a little bit about that as well?
0: yeah, we we're really oriented towards sustainability. And one of the things we're most proud of is that Riff Energy plus is carbon neutral. And the way we arrived at that claim is taking the Oregon State University study and correlating that with a life cycle analysis study that was done with the University of Oregon. And so we're, we're very, very close to inherently being carbon neutral because of saving waste cascara uh, from going to waste, uh, but we need a little bit of help to get us over the line and uh, the, the research told us that all we need to do is plant two to three trees per pallet produced, and that that then enables the carbon neutral claim. We're also wanting to go further than that, so we invite our customers when they order on Let'sRip.com is to help offset the shipping or the freight uh, for um, Energy Plus, and so you can make a contribution of a dollar, which plants one tree, and all of that goes through Our 1% for the Planet partner, Grow Ahead, which is located in Portland, Oregon, and they work directly with coffee farming communities uh, in reforestation projects. Many of the trees that are planted actually are on plantations. They'd be shade trees to help reduce the temperatures on the plants themselves.
1: Nice. Very important. That's great. This sounds like a really great program. Uh, and I had a quick minute to Google and it it wasn't anything in the cascara, obviously about the coffee plant. It was just that saponin is in the leaves. And so uh, that's gotcha, like, there you go. you're not supposed to eat the leaves um, because it can be toxic to people, animals, whatever. So that's what I was thinking that I wonder if like, if that could be really harming the soil or you know you you mentioned it in the river it's always crazy to me that you know that people are still dumping things in the river which i i get because you throw it in it's gone you don't have to worry about it but you know it's not really gone it's just moved downstream to everything else that that it's going to cause havoc on you know so i you know that's weird that they're throwing that in the river and unfortunate but i don't think that's a very good place to put it at all and i wonder if this happened and if it's toxic to the dogs and the cats from the leaves, you know that maybe uh, it would be harming aquatic life as well. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff to think about here with the coffee industry, and that there's this brand new industry that's budding right now, which is which is your drink really, which is this Kiskara. and uh, you can Google it. So, if you just Google Kiskara, uh you can see that they look like they look like plums almost to me, but they're they're smaller than a plum, right? Like more like a cherry size.
0: Yeah, it's about the size of the end of your thumb. Uh, or it could be like the size of an olive, a large olive, uh, okay. or or even like a you know an oblong cherry. But it, yeah, it's a smaller fruit. You know, as you know, you've seen Hoping coffee. You know, and then you imagine a fruit surrounding it. Then you would get to the approximate size. Yeah. The yeah, crimson red, crimson red when it's ripe. You know, in this practice of you know throwing cascara to waste with Arabica variety of coffee plants that you can harvest an arabica plant twice annually. So it's not just once a year, but twice a year, this is happening in some parts of the world.
1: Wow. Yeah. I imagine it would be a lot because yeah, it's just, if you really start to think about how many Dunkin' Donuts there are, you know, down in the U.S. or how many Tim Hortons there are up in Canada and Starbucks and, and, you know, all over the world, it's a it's a really popular drink. And if you think, you know, like you were saying, it all comes from just this certain area near the equator. So, yeah, it's a, yeah it would yeah. be a lot of waste.
0: You know, one of the things that we're really focused on, too, is just, you know, circular economies as well as looking at sustainability and the three pillars of sustainability, which is, you know, the planet, obviously, the health of the planet, but also uh, economic equity throughout the supply chain and then social equity you know, coffee is grown in these, you know, equatorial zones in countries uh, that are developing or third world. Um, and, you know, 80% of coffee farmers are living in at or below poverty levels. And there was a study done recently that was basically, um, had, had concluded if we were to inject economic equity throughout the supply chain and make sure the coffee farmers get what they deserve, uh, in an equitable fashion, a cup of coffee, uh, in the U S would cost about $25. So yeah, it's really, 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 um, you know, it's out of balance. And so that's an important thing for us as well. You know, when Bobby and I were down in Columbia, we spent a lot of time with coffee farmers and they are just lovely people and offered us, uh, incredible warm hospitality, invited us for meals, which were in their homes, you know, with dirt floors and walls made out of bamboo. Uh, They live very, very simply. And, you know, here we are sort of ordering our five or six dollar lattes so that we can ruminate around the, you know, ruminate over the latte art. Uh, There's just a disparity there that uh, we need to reconcile.
1: Mm-hmm. The best coffee I ever had was in Honduras in a cloud forest, and it was a, a an old lady that was pushing 80, and she refused to leave when the country took over the area to make it into a national park, and they said, okay, you can stay, so you can go hiking around this cloud forest, and uh, she's there, and so if you want to go and visit, um, you can pay her a little bit of money, and she'll make you some of the coffee that she grows herself, and yeah, very, very good uh, coffee. So, um, well, that's she's,
0: really cool. she's figured, she's figured it out. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll yeah. have to ask you about the location. Cause that sounds incredible.
1: Yeah. I love that. She just was like, I'm not leaving. And they're like, okay, <laughs> <You can
0: stay>. <laughs> good <laughs> for her. Great. Good for her.
1: Yeah. Well, this is good. So I'll, uh, I'll have to try some of this because I'm all into just, putting as many healthy things into my diet as possible and, uh, also saving money too, right? It's kind of nice or saving waste and, uh, using every part of the plant that you can, that kind of stuff. So this is great. It's right up my alley and, um, it's very exciting. I hope that kiskara is, uh, is a well-known thing soon. And I'm I'm very happy to speak to you. I feel like, I mean, it's the first time I've heard of it. So hopefully if you're listening and it's the first time you heard of it, I think that's neat. I'm very happy to uh, bring this to you, this idea to you for the first time uh, with Paul. So thank you very much for coming on the show, Paul, and talking all about this.
0: Uh, Awesome. Really appreciate it, Laura. Thank you for being a champion. That's fantastic. It's good to be here. And don't forget about that discount code of zero waste for 20% off on letsriff.com.
1: You know, I think that's the biggest discount we've got on the show so far. So definitely uh, take advantage of it. Try it and uh, let me know what you think about the product. So if you try it, uh, if you like it, um, if you have some comments on it, you can email me, laura at com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the drink. I think that that would be uh, wonderful. So yeah, um, feel free to reach out or on Instagram if you like. I'll I'll put a post about this show, obviously, on there. So uh, just comment if you've had the the drink. Um, So yeah, um, thank you, Paul.
0: Thank you so much, Laura. Take good care.
1: That was Paul Evers. He's the co-founder and CEO of Riff. It's an energy and immunity drink. And you can find them at letsriff.com. Change starts now.
0: This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.